0: Super excited today to welcome you to the Gary Trigger Consulting Podcast. I have a wonderful guest with me. I'm super excited to have him on. He has been a mentor and a coach in my business as well as my personal life. He's got a tremendous ability to ask great questions and make a person think well beyond what they were expecting. His depth of knowledge is incredible. As the story goes, he walked in a room once, and even a priest blushed, being in his presence. I'm so happy to welcome to you today, Jim Immel with Immel & Associates. Welcome to the podcast.
1: You, you know, Gary, I've never been introduced even anything similar to that, so I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. It doesn't happen very often, but no, we've had, uh, we've had a good ride probably for five years. Yes. Yeah, we've known each other.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, or the audience. Okay, well, I'll,
1: I'll just back it up a little bit and just say that my whole career I've worked with business owners. Uh, when I first uh, uh, got out of Iowa State, I was selling insurance. I was with a company called Banker's Life that became Principal Financial sure. Group. And uh, so I just, I didn't really want to work evenings, even though I was young and, right. you know, want wanna It's not that work scared me. I was willing to work as much as it took, but I liked to work with business owners. Um, I was mentored by a few when I was in college. I wanted to meet more. And so I would many times even just knock on doors because I didn't know that many business owners. But uh, since 1977, I've been in the corner office with quite a few people. And uh, I've looked at uh, these business owners that I coach, that I work with as mentors. You know, when you go in sure. and, and you're curious and you're looking to get to know new people and you ask questions, it's amazing what you can learn and uh, if you just listen.
0: Sure. it's That's uh, one thing that I know I learned from you was just the, heart, the part of asking good questions and learning from those uh, that you work with. And oftentimes you learn more than you ever seem to teach. But, right. Yeah. Um, Get things warmed up just a little bit. Going to uh, move into some rapid fire questions and then we'll get down to business. I'll have a little bit more fun. So you're prepared for me today. I that's am prepared. Great. That's good. I, uh, tr- I try to anymore be more prepared. It's not my natural personality. Yep, that's good. What book did you quit reading and why? What
1: book did I quit reading? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I read a lot of books. And I have quit reading quite a few books. Uh, it's interesting how I've, many books, I think, the first three or four chapters have the really good information in there. And many times the next six or eight chapters are to justify the book. Right. You know? So then, <laughs> then you, you buy a book. Um, and as many books as I read, what I'm really looking for is an aha moment, uh, something that I can take away and if I'm three or four chapters or maybe even one or two chapters into it and I haven't been challenged to stop and think, huh, you know, I've never looked at it that way, um, then it's really not feeding me. Uh, but really the way I, I look at it, and I like to read from different authors, is if you think about it, Gary, everybody that's writing these books has a lot to share. They have a lot of wisdom. They, uh, it's their passion. And it's interesting, we're having a conversation here because I've always looked at it as I'm able to sit down and have a conversation with a lot of really smart people who have a lot to share by just buying a book and sitting down and starting to read it. And uh, so then what I do is I keep my best of books. I know if I'm going to refer to them or if they've really challenged me, I know I'm going to take it off the shelf again because... We're never in the same place when we read it a second time. You know, it's just hitting us right, at a different time. Right. So I've been elusive on what book haven't I, haven't I finished. Uh, trying to think of something lately, I've been in a really go back to the library and keep reading the books that I've learned a really? lot from lately. Uh, but I would encourage people to try to get something new, look at a different perspective. Uh, right now I'm reading an awful lot about, um, leadership, but really focused on inspiration. You know, what are, what are people doing? People that have a track record mm-hmm. of inspiring others to go through change? Because if you think about it, Gary, that's what we do for a living. Right. Um, the, the question I love to ask is, can you get better? Right. And So far hundred percent of the people say yes.
0: Yes, none of and, us perform at our peak. <laughs>
1: right, and so then, then I always conclude that you have to go through change, and so change is always easier for the other guy than it is us, so that's what we do for a living, and uh, you know, you and I have to lead by example, and we right. have to go through change. So that's why I read so much.
0: Well, you probably saved yourself from getting a nasty email from an author <laughs> 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 that might hear you. Yeah. Um, All right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, What was your nickname growing up? Well, I I am so fortunate with my nickname.
1: Uh, My first name is Jim, and it's an I-M, and my last name is Emil. I-M-M-E-L. My whole life, my nickname's been Jimel. They just (laughs) run my first name, second name together, Uh, I mean, I had a friend that was Skeeter, another one Skunk, another, I mean, yes. there's all sorts of nicknames, but mine is just my name, Jimmel,
0: <laughs> so. Well, that's not so bad. Yeah. This one, maybe shift your, shift a little bit, and yet I'm sure you think about it, but I, I think it's a great question. It's a great question I'd love to ask somebody who does coaching and has the mindset of growth that you have. What are your plans after you retire? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a set up question because you already know I don't plan to retire. <laughs> right. You know, to me, retiring is like, I want to forfeit at some point in time. I want to quit helping people. I want to quit giving back. Um, coaching is about, um, you know, inspiring other people to go through change, but we go through change every time we witness it, that mm-hmm. somebody else is embracing it and, and moving through it. Right. Through it. Uh, you've heard me tell the Zig Ziglar story at age 80, um, when he was interviewed and a young man asked him about retirement and, and he I loved his answer he said why would I retire now when I have finally figured out how to simplify what I've always made so complex and that to me was part mission statement for me when I heard him interviewed because part of it was I got to focus on simplifying what we used to make so complex but also it just really yeah. talked to me on um, why I don't think I'll ever retire.
0: right. So you'll just maybe shift your schedule somewhat, do well, some things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but
1: you know uh, the brain never turns off. I, right. I love to learn, I observe. Uh, I, I learn from every one of my clients and you know, how can I uh, learn from the best and share with the rest? You know so Excellent.
0: That's what I love to do. It's a great, that's a great line right there. What is the best advice you were ever given? Well, um, that's a great question. These aren't uh, really warming us up too much. I think they're just no, really heating you no, up. <laughs> no, this is,
1: this is good. Um, so my middle name, Edward, uh, was named uh, I was named after my great uncle, uh, Edward Cook, who was a vice admiral in the Navy. And okay. when he was uh, 80 years old, He came back to Des Moines, Iowa, and I was able to sit at the same round table at a 90th birthday party for his sister, which was and uh, I had interviewed him before slash had conversations with him before. But um, I was talking to him about his last two years in the Navy. He was his sole purpose was to identify future leaders in the Navy. Okay, And so I asked the question, how how did you do that? What, what was the approach and what were you looking for? And he said, I was looking for people who could inspire another in merely one conversation, which is a lofty goal and you know, an attribute that you and I would love to have. And so then at a little bit down the road, I asked the question, what's the difference between motivation and inspiration? And uh, he just smiled. And he says, when you motivate people, you have the opportunity to motivate them again when you inspire another there's no need to motivate and so in my coaching and like when you and i've been together uh, and i was serving you as as your coach that's what i was after is how do i inspire you so you can go through change to improve right versus merely motivate you because if i motivate
0: you i might have to re-motivate you at some point in right well, it was it was a life changing experience for me to yeah. work with you, and I appreciate it. This one's a little bit more fun, and then we're gonna really get down to, I guess, the tough oh. part. What's the most useless talent you have? What's the Most <laughs> useless talent. Where, uh, I could ask my family
1: members. Uh, there's, you know, the 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 game Pictionary when you're supposed to draw things and people are supposed to figure it out. Nobody wanted to be on my team, so... (laughs) And I have a couple children and my wife, artistically minded, but um, I didn't show up that day when gifts and talents were given out for artistic uh, abilities, so. So,
0: it's not even a talent you have, you're not it's, good a it's,
1: it's MIA,
0: it's Missing in Action. All right, we're gonna move on a little bit. Obviously, you have a consulting business and you've done that for a number of years. Uh, talk about a little bit about what, what put you in that position or what led you down that path to move out of the insurance and financial world into the, the coaching?
1: Well, quick answer would be passion because I wasn't being fed uh, doing what I was doing. I had a really, really good run, uh, successful, in the insurance business. And I was in the corner office with business owners. But what's interesting is I had them prepared if they died or became disabled but the most likely event is living and passing on the leadership and ownership to other people for their business. And so I realized I'm waking up in the middle of the night after meeting some new clients, and I'm thinking about their business and how to help them grow their business, and I wonder if they've thought of this, and I wonder if they've thought of that, but I didn't get paid for that. You know, I got paid for, here's some insurance that takes care (laughs) of you if you die or become disabled. And so, What I did at that point is I just started to interview my clients to find out what they thought I could do to help them in other areas. And, uh, I had a process of 12 questions and it was interesting how many times people were saying pretty much the same thing to answer these questions. So then I had to ask myself, do I have the courage to stop doing what I have been doing and start doing what I think I'm going to have more fun with. And, that's really how
0: I got into the coaching business. We're able to formulate a model that worked and make that transition.
1: Well, and and as you know, reformulate, because if we're constantly learning, you know, if we think we can do better and we can help people quicker and more effectively, um, we're gonna go through change as well. So I I think just keeping that thirst to always improve is, is important.
0: What do you find most rewarding about what you do? Well, I'll share a phone call I had last week, uh,
1: a young man that called me out of the blue. And he was talking about uh, listening to a podcast and about going and showing thanks and telling people what they appreciate and the impact. And I was blown away, blown blown away what this young man was saying. A couple weeks before that, uh, uh, somebody called. I hadn't coached for a long time and he said he pulled his old stuff out that was you know still at his fingertips and his son got into cells and he says he's going through the process teaching his son what he learned from me and so he thanked me for that so you know gary you and i will never ever know what happens downstream from the impact those are two examples of knowing right but when we're helping people improve We're really changing their mindset of how they see things, how they experience life. And we have no idea. And so honestly, I'm okay with not knowing those other things are bonuses. But I think that that's why I do what I do is to help things go downstream, to help other people that you and I will never meet. Right.
0: No, it's it's almost humbling sometimes when you find out about things that happened (laughs) yeah yeah you just just down the down not that much time can pass and it'll have a two and three person effect right right
1: and and uh i think we just need to show gratitude to others when people show gratitude to us i think you and i need to be showing gratitude to our clients when we're learning from them right and and i attempt to do that as often as i can
0: what do you find most challenging with the coaching?
1: Um, you know, th- this unknown about what you and I get fed by is also sometimes, you know, uh, we want to make sure that we're doing it right and we are impacting other, other people. Uh, and sometimes when we're challenging people, well, we, we look at them and say, you know, did, did I press a little too hard? Did I, you know, did I land that plane a little too rough? Uh, what I've learned is just speak the truth. Um, you know, there's truth, there's being transparent uh, with, with people and I think Gary, you and I as coaches and business owners that we coach, when we speak the truth and we are transparent and vulnerable, That's where we build trust. So I like to think of that as the three T's, that truth, transparency will lead to trust. So I think that is at the same time a challenge.
0: Certainly is. Uh, What do you consider your biggest accomplishment? And I think you can probably open that up maybe in a couple of ways because there's a professional and a personal life and I don't yeah. know what you want to share, but yeah. I'll give you the range to do what you need to there. Well, uh, my
1: wife and I are 44 plus years. We have four children, eight grandchildren. Uh, there's so much to be grateful for there. Oh, absolutely. There. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's so much fun. had uh, three grandkids over playing in our lower level on Saturday afternoon after a soccer game and, just sitting back and watching these two seven-year-old uh, cousin boys with a five-year-old granddaughter, and just observing and watching them, there's just so much joy there. So yeah. we can't we can't measure that. Um, I've been fortunate to just you know have a, a good business life as well. So uh, remembering to be grateful every day is uh,
0: is helpful to you know right. appreciate what we do have. So. Well, it's really our thought processes. A lot of times they can almost uh, just being grateful or ungrateful mm-hmm. develops personality traits. Right. And so uh, yeah. we probably can all think of those folks. So yeah. it's always yeah. a challenge to be yeah. the positive one.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the lead by example thing, you know, now that you, I've got grandchildren, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> And I can be a competitive guy, so just don't be overly competitive at their competitive sporting events. But no, it's it's uh
0: I feel blessed. Yeah. It's uh it's almost interesting to watch your kid well, I don't have grandkids but kids and I know uh my one daughter come to me one day and they were She wanted to sell things for school and it finally it just got to the point. She's like, Dad, I need a check for X. And I'm like, what's it for? And she goes, Does it really matter? You're gonna write it anyway. (laughs) And I'm like, Well, you probably kinda have listened to me too much. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) we're no longer in the negotiation stage.
1: (laughs) She's a closer is what I just heard. So A B C always be closer. Yeah. So
0: it's just kinda funny. I mean, at that point I was proud of her for having that talent. <laughs> yeah, And I was like, yeah, you, you, you got that reward coming. She, she knew it was closed before she asked. Yeah, she knew that was yeah. a done deal. Just That's awesome. now let's cut to it. What do you think of in terms of leaving a legacy? And then also, how does that look to you? Yeah, you know, uh, every
1: year you get a little bit older. And uh, you know, my dad passed away, he's only 10 years older than I am. And so you think about that uh, from time to time, and, you know, it's just one conversation at a time, it's one experience at a time, uh, whether it's children, grandchildren, people that we, we coach. Um, it, I think if we worry too much about what our legacy is going to be, we have the threat of making it about us and our legacy versus allowing other people to be able to continue to grow and make a difference and make an impact. And uh, so I think if we just focus on that, uh, again, part of what drives me is not knowing what happens downstream. So it's not like I have this concern about the leaving a legacy. It's just about day in and day out, you know, doing doing what we know is best and and encouraging other
0: people. I guess I'll make a statement at this point, and I know it's a podcast with you, but it's really a bit of a unique situation just from the, uh, for me, from the viewpoint that there's, and I'll steal this directly from you, like I have so many things, and so I'll attribute that to what happens downstream because I know I impact people that, I use a lot of uh, just even techniques and information and I still go back into the files of things you sent me. And um, so meeting you and working with you and in your terms was a vector moment for me. It literally changed the course of my life. And it was at that point that you helped me sort out a little bit. maybe the direction and my frustration I was dealing with when I would deal with a client that needed some, uh, just just direction in their business. How do they yeah. even structure it? I work a lot more with small business and a lot in the construction world. Right. And so I do things differently than you do, but really the principles apply. Yeah. And so I'm forever grateful for the referral that you received to contact me and that you did that because yeah. it has changed my life and I know it's changed the lives of many others. So I thank you for that. Um, well, I, just to,
1: to say thank you back, you know, and um, that is rewarding f- for me. And, you know, when you're working with, you, you said small, you know, construction, I don't care how big or small a business is. Um, it's still the individual. If you think about it, it's, it's that person who said, I'll do it my way. They just see life as, I think I can do this to help these people. I think I can do this to support my family. I think I, And they're the people who have the courage to jump into the deep end of the pool and yell cannonball. You know? yeah. So you and I, are, we're helping the same people. Mm-hmm. Uh, their business might be different and right. there's so many similarities um, and i have worked with businesses that have gone from three to 30 to right you know 70 employees and it's just they're the same person right so it's just that how you challenge them how you help them grow as leaders to be able to influence others uh, is really how you and i are growing as they grow we, we grow alongside right. them so right. I think we're, you and I are really working with the same people at the end of the day. And I would
0: agree with that. It's yeah. just it's just kind of naturally been where my client pool was and I'm sure mm-hmm. you kind of went where your uh, insurance clients were your natural candidates. Which
1: 80% are construction or construction related right. businesses right. and uh, a lot of them are family businesses right. as, as well. Uh, which has a different layer of complexity slash opportunity for coaching. So
0: it brings in that whole dynamic of relationships that sometimes can be uh, very helpful to have that relationship, but it can also be uh, volatile at the same time. So it's kind of fun to navigate. I enjoy navigating through that and then starting to see, you know, the lights come on and going, okay, we are stronger as a unit yeah. Uh, this person does bring something into this situation. Uh, but think about it.
1: You know, the, the, the trip that you went on vacation once when you were caught in a severe rainstorm and you, everything went wrong and the wind was blowing and you didn't know where things were. Those are the trips that we remember the most and the right. best. And uh, my family has... A, a trip to Colorado, and if I sequenced, we, we'd be here all day telling how things just kept layering on top of each other, but it's actually that trip gets talked about more than all other trips put together. Right. So sometimes we we build great relationships
0: with our clients by going through something with them. Right, very good. I, uh, I appreciate you framing that that way. Yeah. It really ties it all together. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to leave in closing, a statement you'd like to make uh, that something I've not asked you? uh, Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So
1: you and I coach passionate people when I was coaching you and now working with you, you know, passionate, you know, people. And um, I think we're living in a world where there's just an impatience, you know. people are growing up, you know, cell phones are everywhere. Everybody is just quick to look at something, read something. There's just an impatience that's there. And I think honestly that, you know, as part of coaching is this too shall pass. You know, our clients are going through things. We can help them frame it. We can help them see what success looks like and then we can help them take step by step. Um, And I think that Whatever we can do to get a leader to coach with, from a more calm state of mind, the more impactful they're going to be. I think this impatience and frustration when it shows on the face of people, it gets in your own way. and uh, So I think that that's a big part of our, our role. Right. And uh, so, Gary, you and I have to lead with that example. So we have to learn how to control our, our right. own impatience. So
0: It's interesting you yeah. bring that up because that was certainly something I, I dealt with when I first was even working with you. Yeah. And the thing that I find uh, very interesting, I work with a lot of millennials mm-hmm. and, you know, growing up. You know, my parents grew up right after the depression and we were very frugal, hardworking people. And so when the millennial group come along, it seemed like they're spoiled, everything's handed to them, they're impatient, like you said. But the one thing that uh, inspires me so much working with that group of people, and I guess I'm curious to see what your thoughts or feedback is on this, is, they can be impatient, but they also, I see a lot of them that are very quick to admit, we we need help. We don't have it figured out. Yeah. And unlike myself, who maybe decided I was going to take 10 years to understand that I'm just not good at something yeah. and I need to put somebody else in that position, they're willing to do that in 12 months. Yeah. So it's unique for me to work with the millennial age group. I really yeah. enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you you just talked about a growth mindset. They're willing to look for that challenge. And uh, the best coaching projects for me are the people that are doing well, but they have this angst because they think they can be doing so much better. Mm -hmm. So the ones that are doing well and they believe they can do better, they're so coachable. Doesn't matter what age they are. I try to stay away from the the labels of each one and get to know them and, and not put them in, in a, in a box, but yeah, I've experienced the same thing. Uh, that's why a lot of things about that are written about millennials. I just have chosen not to, to believe because I have right. worked to, had the same experience that, that you're talking about there with, uh, the people who continue to, to lead and think that they can do better.
0: One thing, and I didn't even have this down as a question, but I know you've done, um, uh in, in your career of coaching, you've worked a lot with uh, mergers and acquisitions uh, just outside of maybe company growth initiatives or, uh, you know, team aspect. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot of, you know, you've gotten into situations probably where uh, you had to work with relationships within partners or yes. managing partners. Right. Uh, uh, what was that? Is that something you enjoy? Is it just something that I mean, because I run into some of that this, as well, and yeah. it just seems it or do you feel like it's something that needs to be you just get involved with because the situations are in front of you?
1: Yeah, well, my experience before I even got into yeah. coaching had a lot of financial um, and understanding of how to value businesses, how to negotiate, you know, different things to be able to recruit, retain, reward, you know talented people who were going to come in and work alongside, you know, the business owner. So from a financial standpoint, I just had a lot of that experience. And then as clients have grown and maybe decide that they want to, do I open a new location? Do I buy something? Uh, Most of them learn that it's easier to open instead of try to merge two, uh, you know, different cultures together. Uh, So yeah, I've helped business owners, uh, gain clarity on really what they want, so I just believe our role is to help people really know, you know, have clarity of what they want, what are are the outcomes, you know, what are the landmines, and the more questions we can ask, now they have more clarity, and now we can encourage them to be confident to go through change. If we ask people to be confident to go through change, but they don't have clarity, um, I like to call that delusional behavior, you know, right. it's because we're going to maybe say should have or could have, you know, I sh- shouldn't have done this, I could have done this. And Gary as outsiders, that's part of our role too is to make sure our clients aren't saying should have or could have. Right. And so it's it's like you started the podcast with. It's about asking the questions to bring that clarity. Right.
0: Do you have any questions you want to ask me?
1: Well, you know, speaking of uh, books that you since I got away from answering that one, but I would be curious to say, you know, what what is a book that fed you, uh, that encouraged you, or maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's something else. But you're going through change, right? And and you're jumping in with both feet and yelling cannonball and jumping into the deep end. What is that? What are those one or two things that got you to go? That just clicked in your head, your heart. Got you to go
0: that's a great question, and I'm gonna frame it a little bit with what I had a client ask me probably in the last two weeks and she just simply texts me and she's transitioning from she's in real estate but transitioning from a team aspect to maybe some other direction yeah. and uh I shouldn't go too deep on right, that right, right now. But, you know, it's she, and it's it's scary. It's something this, you know, has never done before. How does this even look? What's the process and how's it going to look? And so we kind of were messaging back and forth. And then she comes back with, because I just asked her, well, what are your biggest fears going into this? I just wanted her to start breaking those down. And I knew as I know how she functions, it would just help her to kind of keep that right. process of, of, processing her thoughts. Yeah. And what I wasn't expecting was a text back going, well, what keeps you awake at night? Yeah, And it's a valid question, it's a great question. Right. And it kind of goes back to what you said about taking another big jump or leap into something. Yeah. And it didn't take me long, because I've processed this quite a bit to get to where I'm at in life. But the thing that keeps me awake is the fear of me saying I should have. Yeah. I should have tried that. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't try that. Regrets. I regret. Yeah. and I don't want to live with regrets. Yeah. Uh, we can we can uh, I, I tell my clients, I can always endorse making changes after you've had a failure
1: yeah. if you
0: tried. Yeah. and we can work through that. And I would tell my kids the same thing. it's right. it's uh, yeah. let's let's give it a try. And I would even have my children at times call me and say, Dad, we've got this opportunity. What do you think? And I would respond with, what do you think I think? Yeah. And they just start laughing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we win. Sometimes yeah. we learn. Right. You know, and uh, like one of my clients once said to me, yeah, Jim, I learned, but I don't want it to be private tuition. I want it to be public tuition. <laughs> and so, you, you, but Sometimes we win. Sometimes we right. learn. And like you talked about the vector change, many times the vector change of, you know, it's the unanswered prayer type of thing. Right. It ends up when you look in the rearview mirror,
0: it ends up being the thing that right. actually brought you to where you are. Right. Embrace it. So no, it's been uh, it's a great question, but yeah, I just I don't want to leave yeah. any opportunities yeah. uh, on the table. I guess if they're yeah. there, I'm going to take a I'm going to take a shot at them. Yeah. Uh, anything,
1: any statement you want to make. Thank you. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, you know, you asked me to do this. Uh, you know, I love that you keep the questions, pers- you know, behind your computer there, so you could read them and ask me. So this this has been fun, and uh, I hope you and I can, you know, have this podcast uh, shared with prospective clients, but at the same point in time with people that you and I don't know and hopefully they can take one or two things away that can change their vector.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I've been looking forward to it quite a while.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it as
0: well. Thanks again. To see this podcast, you can go out on Gary Bontrager Consulting YouTube channel and see it there as well as on Spotify. You can also find my content on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media channels.